Are you overcome with laziness or procrastination? Maybe you're feeling unmotivated, stuck, and just can't get started. Well, with all that's going on in the world, that's to be expected. It's normal. But is laziness such a bad thing? I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones, and that's what I'll be talking about today on Why I'll Never Make It. With all of us stuck in our apartments and our homes, some of us alone, some of us with family members, uh, it's it's an interesting time for feeling motivated and feeling a sense of productivity and accomplishment. And so today I wanted to talk about that feeling of laziness and how I've certainly been seeing a lot of posts on social media and articles being written about, hey, we have all this free time, so now let's make it worthwhile. Let's do something with it. Let's be productive. And that's certainly a laudable goal, but I wanted to talk a little bit about laziness and procrastination because that is certainly something that we all know something about. I mean, believe me, you are not alone if that's how you're feeling it. These feelings are not only a part of our basic wiring, but the solution to them is often elusive and varies for each individual. So regardless of the different ways we get here or the various ways to get out of it, we all find ourselves stuck on the couch from time to time. Like last week, I finally started watching The Mandalorian. Now, I can't tell you the ins and outs of the entire Star Wars universe, but I am a fan of the movies and the mythology behind the stories, and growing up, my favorite character was Boba Fett, the bounty hunter. I think it was his costume, (laughs) or, okay, that's the actor in me coming out, or rather his armor and jetpack, to be more precise. So since The Mandalorian is all about this one bounty hunter, I was immediately interested. So I sat down and ended up watching six episodes in a row. I stopped for dinner and, before going to bed, watched two more episodes. My day was shot. (laughs) Nothing done regarding self-tapes or this podcast or organizing the uh, much-in-disarray bedroom that I'm recording in right now. And and this week, my to-do list is just as long as it was, and I'm no closer to completing it. But... There is hope when we're mired in such complacency. However, after doing a lot of reading, I think it may not be the solution you think it is. You see, you and I are taught from an early age that we need to stay busy and keep moving. And while the intent behind those ideals was good, uh, putting them into practice is neither easy nor always helpful. As John C. Maxwell said, The greatest enemy of good thinking is busyness. So what is the difference between being busy and being productive? Hmm? To give you you a little behind the scenes look of what it takes to make this podcast, the one thing we podcasters generally hate most about podcasting is the editing. The hours that go into one 45-minute episode is enough to make me regret sometimes making this a weekly podcast. It's a tedious and exacting process that that takes, well, as long as it takes. Recording intros and outros, adding the music, sometimes finding that music first, 
and then interjecting relevant information and topics that I've researched. And, and don't even get me started when the audio software isn't cooperating and I have to re-edit or re-record segments of the episode. So I'll admit I'm lazy about editing and I put it off sometimes until the night before the episode has to come out, which makes for a very grumpy editing session. However, this aversion to editing has led to my interviews improving. I concentrate on stammering and stuttering less during these monologues or in the interviews, which I always have to edit out, of course. I am more clear and succinct in my questions, which helps the guest give more concise answers. I have notes in front of me to keep the interview focused and purposeful, which means I have less need to cut and paste the interview for it to make sense. So. My laziness for editing has actually made me a better interviewer, which in turn means less editing for me on the back end. Now, another way it's helped me is in finding better editing programs and shortcuts that decrease my time doing menial tasks. From audio templates to EQ settings, I now have systems in place that allow me to focus more on the actual episode rather than on the technology to put it together. All this to say that laziness has whittled down my actions down to what is absolutely necessary and essential to make that episode. I waste less time and I believe I churn out better episodes in the process. Hmm? <laughs> what do you think? A former Chrysler automobile executive, Clarence Bleicher, and he said, when I have a tough job in the plant and can't find an easy way to do it, I have a lazy man put on it. He'll find an easy way to do it in 10 days, and then we adopt that method. Hmm. So, in other words, do less. But do it smartly. Make every action count. Make fewer self-tapes, but for more meaningful roles and prestigious theaters. Write fewer words, but make each word essential. Choreograph fewer steps, but infuse each move with more meaning. Have a more streamlined audition book. We've talked about that before on the podcast. But have each song more effectively reveal an aspect of your talent and personality. We as creatives really need to consider the impact of what we do as an artist and see if we can achieve a greater impact by doing less. Now, this doesn't mean less is more. It means less is better. Now, whether you're directing a big musical or getting ready for audition season, it's important to break down the task into smaller bits. That lazy part of you will feel overwhelmed and be less likely to do it if it's such this huge, huge project to take on. So let the laziness be our guide as we work on just two or three tasks a day make them enjoyable, and give them purpose. Author and speaker Peter Taylor conceived the idea of the lazy winner. It's an interesting concept. It's someone who applies more thought before leaping into action and tackling a problem or a task. He says there are much better ways to progress in work and in life. I mean, what is the point in rushing around like busy bees all of the time and yet looking back at the end of the day and wondering what it was all about and what you actually achieved. 
Now, have you ever gone to an audition or taken on a project just so you wouldn't be inactive, just to feel like you're doing something, anything? What opportunities could have been missed because you were too busy to pursue them? Hmm? We must be willing to be inactive or less active and therefore be available when something truly worthy of our best effort comes along. It also gives us a chance for relaxation and rejuvenation, ultimately giving us the time and energy to go looking for those really worthwhile projects. As a very clear example of this, can I share with you the amount of time I wasted last week looking for a planner app for my phone? Yeah, I wanted to be more productive and better at time management, yet it took me more time to find that perfect planner app than to just write down what I needed to do and actually do it. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I haven't even used that app yet since downloading it. So instead of being a lazy winner, I guess I became a busy loser. So what I'm saying is do less. Live a calmer, more peaceful and rewarding life. Be content to sit, smile, be happy, huh? I mean, we all remember what Andre de Shields said in his Tony Awards acceptance speech. Slowly is the fastest way to get where you want to be. So, do less in life, okay? Being conscious of not only how we do something, but why. And this time of self-quarantines and physical distancing is ample motivation to simplify our lives and to put this idea into practice. And so, here's a few ways that we can do less in our daily life. Now, if you're an actor like me, you don't really have an income right now. I'm living off of savings. I've applied for unemployment. So number one, do less buying. If we spend less, shop less, acquire less, then we will own less. We will need less. We'll get into less debt and we'll be in a better financial shape. We'll have less clutter around our house and we'll have more time for things that are truly important. Number two, do less managing. Now, whether you're in charge of a whole cast or simply a self-employed actor of one, like myself, there needs to be room for creativity, room to learn, room to succeed and fail. The less pressure and demands we put on ourselves and others, then the more capacity we have for growth and confidence. Now, we can do little things to guide and teach others or even ourselves, but for the most part, back off and let the process happen naturally. So manage less and allow more. Number three, do less communicating. Less talking, less yelling, less arguing, less emails and tweeting, and more listening and connecting. Now communication is extremely important and should be one of the keys of any relationship, especially now with all of us apart from each other. But most of it can turn into noise. So let silence into your life. Let stillness pervade your mind. So that when you do communicate, make it count. Make it sincere and do more listening than talking. And also spend more time with yourself, more time in the present. I mean, it's not only important that we connect and communicate with others effectively, but we need to listen to ourselves as well. Number four, do less complaining and criticizing. Now, 
There is a lot to complain about, whether it's the handling of coronavirus, the rudeness of others around us, the politicians being stupid, there's no shortage of that, or the latest slight or aggression on a social media post and we just have to answer it. My, my point is not to ignore the misdeeds of others, but instead to do more kindness, uh, compassion, understanding, accepting, loving. We as a society have to realize that these traits are, are in no way, they in no way negate the wrongdoing we see around us, but instead it, it clears our minds and our hearts to more readily and effectively confront the important needs before us. I mean, there's, there's truth in that old saying, pick your battles, because if everything is important, then nothing is important. So complain less, criticize less. That goes back to listening as well. The more we listen to ourselves and to others, the more we'll understand, and the less worried and anxious we can be. And that brings me to number five. Do less planning and worrying and future thinking. Just spend more time in the moment. We as actors worry too much about, will I get the next job? Will, will I get to that audition? Will, will I get the callback? Will I get... It, it just does us no good to constantly worry. We, we think about things that haven't happened or, or, or might happen instead of today and what is needed for the moment. Now, some planning is certainly necessary, but look for opportunities to find the natural, less structured path of things. Now, you can't control all outcomes, but if we learn to work more fluidly and adaptive to the moment, well, then we can get to outcomes that are good. And when it comes to COVID, yes, there are smart and simple steps we can all take to mitigate our own risks in catching the virus. But once we've done that, we have to let go of our fears and worries. Those will only eat away at our thoughts and consume our energies. So let's do less of that and more seeking out ways to enjoy this unexpected downtime and reach for more helpful and healthy ways to focus our energies whether it's helping others in need or just catching up on the show you've been meaning to watch. There's a time and a place for it all. Author Michael Lewis says, people waste years of their lives not being willing to waste hours of their lives. If you mistake busyness for importance, which we do a lot, you're not able to see what is really important. In conclusion, I, I'm, yes, I'm saying lazy may be good for us, but like wine or dark chocolate, which may have its health benefits, it doesn't mean that's all we eat. Being a lazy winner is all about balance, combining our need for accomplishment with the slow approach of one effective step at a time. Well, I certainly appreciate you taking a moment with me to slow down, listen to this podcast. I hope it inspired you in some way. I hope it made you think about things a little differently. Maybe you'll be less hard on yourself for not doing so much with your day, not being as productive as you should be. There's times, there's moments when we just need to sit back, be lazy, and not do anything. So I hope you can find some chances and moments to do that. What do you think about laziness as a good thing? Hmm? 
I'd love to hear your comments and thoughts on that. You can reach out to me through the website, contact.winmepodcast.com, or directly via email, it at gmail.com. Now, on this podcast, as I've mentioned before, I would love to share your stories, and I would love to do it via audio. So on the website, contact.winmepodcast.com, you can leave a voicemail message that I would love to play here on the podcast. Not only would it be a great benefit to me to hear how you are doing, but I think all of us in the WinMe community could benefit from the shared strength we all bear together. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this little bite-sized episode. My name is Patrick Oliver-Jones, reminding you that the reasons for not making it may be frustrating and arbitrary, but the reasons to slow down and take a moment are even more numerous and rewarding. Let's get together again next week as we talk more about why I'll never make it. 